0: Welcome to Be Still, Be Free. It's Sarah Gode, and I am with Monica Steely. Since it's the last episode for the summer, hello. I know. <laughs> Flashback, throwback. Um, I know I'm so excited about the summertime. We hope that you all have just really planned out some time for yourselves this um. summer. Right? And we know that it is a time where your schedules are completely amok, and <laughs> you don't... Always have a good, if you've got young kids, like, yes. you can always be like, when is school starting again? Mm-hmm. And if you older kids, you're kind of like, I never felt like I spent any time with my kids.
1: They're all out doing other yes. stuff with their friends. They don't
0: want to pack a picnic and go to the pool for the day. Like, that was my go-to. What's your go-to for this? What would be your, what was your go-to for the summer when the kids were younger?
1: Um, Our go-to has been... Up until this past summer, I don't know mm-hmm. what this summer will look like being in the city, but we would we go to the pool and yeah. we go to the lake. So yeah. our neighborhood had a um, dock. And we would just spend time on the dock, and the kids would jump in the lake and swim. And yeah. we'd bring lunch, and you know, and my kids still—I mean, my son's eight, so I'll still do that with him mm-hmm. this summer, take him to the pool. But now that my daughter's a, like yeah. the summer before high school,
0: yes. I don't know what it's going to look like. Oh, those were my favorite days, though, because I loved—you uh, know—you were up anyways, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm a quality timer. So pack the the lunch and invite another family, or I have, I've always allowed the kids just to invite friends because mm-hmm. I'm more the merrier, right? And I would take all the food to feed them. But if the moms wanted to come, that was fine. We'd go find a community pool to belong to. <clears throat> and, we just go, and we'd get there at like 10, 11 in the morning, and we yeah. would stay till 2 or 3, and then we would pack up, and we'd go home, and they'd take their shower, and I'd get dinner ready, and then they'd go ahead and put their pajamas on. Yes.
1: Like, the That's best. the best. Getting pajamas on at like 4 in the yeah. afternoon just yeah. being in. And we lived, I lived for Operation
0: Night-Night when the kids <laughs> were younger. That's what we called it, Operation <laughs> Night-Night. Like, you know, we would do our family dinner, and then if, if it wasn't already the summer day where we'd already taken the showers and everything, we'd do family dinner, and as soon as we got have a family dinner, we go. Stairs, take showers, read books, straighten up the rooms, put laundry away, whatever. And then, man, seven thirty, lights I miss, out. I do miss the seven thirty bedtime. I, I miss seven thirty bedtimes. I said, so my sister I still has young ones, and I'm like, just put them to bed. It's like six thirty. I'm like, put them to bed. They'll never know. They'll never know. Um, anyways, we're doing our deep dive uh, today, yeah. and we're just talking about the uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control, which were our last three. Yep. But we're gonna kind of wrap up and look at all of it as well. And we really hope that everybody has enjoyed this series. I have, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Sometimes I wonder if God called us into this podcast just because of my growth.
1: Uh, well, I was going to you know, the same about <laughs> mine.
0: And, and I have, you guys know, I'm a lover of Craig Rochelle podcast. Um, I love to hear him speak. And he had somebody who was guest speaking for him this one day, and they were talking about being used by Jesus. And it was like, he and God were going back and forth. And, and God was like, what if your life was the one that was supposed to be changed? And that was it. It wasn't about the masses. It wasn't right. about a hundred. It wasn't about a thousand. It wasn't about 10,000. It was about one. Yep. And would that be okay with you? Mm-hmm. And that was so humbling to me because I'm like, okay, what if this podcast... Really really isn't about everybody else. What if it was just the one? Because we don't see you. We don't know who you are.
1: What if it was just the one? What if it was just about my life that's supposed to be changing? Yeah. It's humbling. It is very humbling. But I will say, like, I think everyone in my world is tired of me talking about, like, what does your fruit look like? What does your fruit look like? Because I've just become so aware that the fruit that we show is everything when it comes to our testimony about how we live our, our walk. And so if your fruit is not in a growth process, like... I really think you need to take a step back Mm -hmm. and be like, how serious am I taking this thing? Mm -hmm. Um, because I need to be, we all, if we are living for Christ and walking for the benefit of his kingdom, which that's go, love God, tell everyone about that love. Mm-hmm. Like that's the commandment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I'm not consistently trying to, to work on that fruit, then can I truly say that I'm sure. living for Christ? And so it's been challenging for me and it's just kind of become like my everyday go to yep. vernacular when yep. people like, well, take a look at the fruit, take a look at the fruit. What, fruit. what about your fruit? What about your fruit? So it has made a huge difference just for how I react. Yeah.
0: You know, like even my travel day last week and just, I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay. Sarah's patience looks so, pretty right now y'all <laughs> oh, first world problems first world problems and but it, it's a lot about it is perspective and just being recognizing of of where you need to grow and so that brings me to our three fruits from from this last series faithfulness uh-huh. gentleness and self-control monica out of those three which one do you feel like like you don't struggle with as much And which one do you feel like you struggle with more or maybe a better question is which one do you think people would use as a description of you Mm. and which one would they maybe not use as a description of you?
1: Um, I think my friends would probably say faithfulness Mm -hmm. is a, is a good description of me. Um, You know, I always feel like I still have so much to grow in that area. Sure. Um, But at the end of the day, I do think that I come back always to like, I just have to trust God. I just have to trust God. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my husband would probably say gentleness. Um, maybe because in our marriage, I'm just very cognizant of words and timing of words Mm -hmm. and, um, how to say words Mm -hmm. and, and, when to speak truth, but how to speak it and and that kind of thing. Um, And I think I do a better job with him than anybody else. Well, and I can say this because
0: Greg would say it about me. Um, I'm not sure that gentle would be a word that describes Greg. Right. So there can't be two of you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, but you recognize that. And it's the same thing with Chris. Like Chris is, he can be very gentle because he just, this personality is Mm -hmm. like we're fired up differently. Yeah. And when you're in relationships with people, I think that you have to massage different attributes a little differently, yeah. right? And so Greg and I are more hot-headed and reactors, and but once we come down, oh, we're yeah. good. But yeah, that yeah. immediacy, and so if you were... And I've learned that
1: with me and Chris. If, if he's hot reacting and I hot react, right, we're in trouble. There, this is funny because, um, I love watching This Is Us and there was an episode oh. recently with Randall and Beth who just are everything. I think mm-hmm. they're amazing. Um, and so, Randall came into the bedroom to talk to Beth about something. She got all fired up and he's like, oh, so you're going to be hot about this? I thought you were going to be the one to talk me out of being hot. She's yes. like, no, I'm hot about it too. So they were both hot together and Greg and I were cracking up because usually it's like we take turns. Yes. Like, okay, so if you're fired up, I'll talk you down. Yes. And if I'm fired up, you talk me down. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just, that you are gentle. Well, oh, thank you. But self-control is what I do struggle with. Yeah. Self-control and just, um, I mean, like I said in that, that week's episode, I used to always associate it with like food mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But even in general, like self-control with just my thoughts mm-hmm. self-control with my immediate reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I am, quote, gentle in my delivery of stuff, that doesn't mean the internal war is not raging. That's right. Um, and so like judgment, um, negativity, like it's all there. Like I may not display it, but it's all there. And so self-control with, I mean, why is it so hard with kids? Like as my, if I'm dropping a child off in Caroline, I don't need to say sometimes the things that I say or bring up the issues that I in that moment feel so pressing, like save it for a better time. So anyway, that's where that's what I struggle with. Yes. But I have a renewed sense of like, I have the power to be self-controlled. Mm-hmm. I'm empowered to be that's, self-controlled. That's it. Right. You've so, got the seed. I can be. Yeah. And it's just, do I choose to live in it or not?
0: So I think you bring up a really good point. Let's just, let's go off and let, talk about the, the parenting thing. Cause you know, we're all about being very practical. Okay. Yeah. So if there's a, if there's a, a place in your life that you see that you're not, where you need to be right. Like and with parenting, a lot of it can be self-control and gentleness and the way that we talk to them and forgiveness or patience. Right. There are so many good resources Mm -hmm. to go and read about being a better parent. like, and I just got done reading one of the best ones ever. Um, the parenting book by, uh, Paul Allen, Paul Allen trip, Paul David trip, Paul David trip. I think it is. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'll Um, link to it. Yeah. It is, man, it is about parenting in the spirit. It was so good. It's yeah. been so good for me. And I just finished it up and I'm giving it to Chris. So that's a little side note that I say to you, right? Like if you know you're struggling in your marriage with gentleness, if you know, you're not being all that you should be as a wife, right? Yes. Those are the titles that we wear, mm-hmm. right? And what we're doing is trying to shape the spirit within us so that out of us naturally flows those fruits, but it's okay for you to go and educate yourself and grow in the area that you know that you're struggling. Don't just, yes, commit it to prayer. And God is fantastic at answering prayers, but there are a lot of practical things that can help you grow where you need to grow. And there are a lot of people who have gone before you Mm -hmm made those mistakes, have lived in long marriages, have been parents of many kids and they've got wisdom to share. Absolutely. So go glean from that. Yeah. Don't just sit back and be like, oh, I wish I could be a better mom, but I'm right. not going to do anything to try to be a better right. mom. And I know that that is, that is, you know, kind of, again, that doing aspect. And I'm not saying go do a great mom. I'm saying just go educate yourself because there might be just one chapter that just makes this light bulb go
1: off yes. that helps you reshape the way you think. Yes. Or go talk to a life coach or a counselor, yes. the best piece yes. of parenting advice that I have gotten in the last like five to eight years was have compassion, mm-hmm. but not empathy. I love that. And when when she said that to me, like a million light bulbs went off in my head and her explanation was like your child's bad day. If you're having a good day, mm-hmm. but your child's having a bad day, that bad day cannot completely derail your good day. That's right. Sit with them Listen, have compassion, but don't wear their stuff the way that you're wearing it. And it just freed me in so many ways, but that came from a counselor. So like just whatever it is that you need to do, there's no shame in that because... Listen, we're all trying to grow fruit here. So how mm-hmm. can you grow something that you don't water and fertilize and that's get your right. sun? And- There's a lot of ways to water it.
0: There's a lot yes. of ways to fertilize it. So just be practical and go figure out what that looks like and what your best way of learning is and growing mm-hmm. because that's the only way that you're really going to figure out these fruits of the spirit is to water them and nurture them yeah. and fertilize them. And how you do that may look different. You may be podcasts that you like to listen to. Maybe music. It may be talking to someone. It may be reading books, whatever, but do, do it, like, you know, because that, what did we say? There is a proactive component. Absolutely. There's a
1: pro, you have to be an
0: active participant. Yes. in, The nurturing.
1: And I will say in the last five months of doing the Be Fruitful series, I have apologized more to my teenager Mm -hmm. than I ever have in my life Mm -hmm. because of what I have said or when I have said it or how I have said it and Mm -hmm. realizing like that's not displaying good fruit and like needing to own that. And so you know, sometimes you just gotta you yeah. gotta be vulnerable and do that. Ditto. And I would say that's probably why this book was such a good timing for
0: me because I probably struggle most of myself in the lack of <laughs> fruits of the spirit in parenting. And, you know, I always say leaning in, leaning out, where you put your foot down, where you don't, where's grace, where's not grace, you know, where's authority. But again, just, man, even though in spring break I read this book, it helped me tremendously just be able to react and act the right way and to make good choices. So go and be an active participant in the fertilizing and the nurturing of your fruits of the spirit. Absolutely. Having said that, let's get off task a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite... Um, let's look at the whole series as a whole. Okay. What has been your favorite just moment of this series? Like if you think back what's the one thing that just kind of pops out in your mind that you know that, Oh, I, that wasn't, I'm never going to forget that.
1: Um, don't say my answer. Oh gosh. That's the, like, I'm um, it's all like rushing together at the same time in my head. No, no. Um, Okay, so my answer, I think, would be goodness, and it's not not because that was my week, Mm -hmm. but because the revelation that God gave me about goodness Mm -hmm. is just—I haven't been able to leave that yet, and so that um, whole—you led goodness, right? I did, yeah. That's not why. I I just said because it has—it has just reshaped how I want to try to live my life as a testimony to other people. Um, And I think I talked about that St. Francis of Assisi quote, like preach Christ always if necessary, use words. And I think that's just the perfect illustration of goodness. Like let him shine through you Mm -hmm. to reflect those places that are dark, but like, let him be the light. It's not you, you know? And so it's like, live your life, live according to the boundaries of the word of God, live your life according to what it means to be made in the image of God. That's, that's everything Mm -hmm. that's more than enough. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be you beating somebody's Mm -hmm. head in and saying, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to live this way. Like you just living your life in accordance to the word, Mm -hmm. but still loving people Mm -hmm. almost does everything and being authentic about it. Yeah. Yeah. Being authentic authentic about about
0: it makes a huge difference.
1: Like there's no doubt in my mind that people who are unbelievers, um, Know exactly where I stand. Yeah, but I've never had to say this yeah, is where I stand. Totally agree. Um, not that I wouldn't if it came up in conversation. Sure, but I'm sure. not walking around beating a drum of like this is right and this is wrong. Um, well, it's that whole um, adage that says people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah,
0: you got to build relationships with people. Yeah. Lots of times before you know, is we my kids had never seen a cornerside. Um, street evangelists, you know, and so we went, we did the train ride and Mother's Day, I think last year up in the Blue Ridge mountains. And we went into the little town and got out walked around had lunch. And literally there was an old evangelist standing on the street corner uh-huh. with his Bible in his hand, yelling at right. the top of his lungs. And I'll never forget, like one of my kids, I can't remember which one it was, looked at me and goes do they really think someone's going to come to know Jesus because of how he's talking and just been yelling at everybody? And I thought that's such a great demonstration of what the fruits of the spirit are supposed to look like. Yes. And that, that approach to how you live out the great commission. But if you're living in the fruits of the spirit and they're coming out of you, the
1: essence, the goodness, you
0: are the great commission.
1: Yeah. You know, and something that um, has been running through my mind since we started this series too is, You know, I've got my my daughter starting high school in the fall. And so in four years, she'll be getting ready to graduate and go on to college. And so it's kind of been running through my mind of at the end of her high school time, will she see me transformed more into the image of Christ then than she does now? Mm. Because it's an ongoing, continual process. And so if I'm working on the fruits of the Spirit and working on becoming the person that God has created me to be, there needs to be a visible difference in four years than there is now. And so that's kind of like this marker, this goal, you know, for lack of a better word of it, which is I need to continually be working on being transformed. And so by the time I graduate high school, I need she graduates high school. I need to look different than that I do now. Um, we all do, but that's just, I don't know why that has been just like a, yeah, my kids need to see it.
0: Yes, they do. And if they don't see it, then what are we trying to get them to to do. Right. Yeah. We're the examples. Right. Um, okay. For me, there are two things that have stuck out. Um, I'm going to do my favorite one second. The first, and they're more practical application thoughts, but they get used for all of these fruits, um, is the word description, like describe, would people use these words to describe my story? If I were to die today, would people use the word faithful and gentle and forgiving and loving and kind and good? Would they use those words to describe me? And if not, then I've missed the mark. Right. Right. Because that is what we're supposed to be remembered for. Right. That means I lived in the fruits of the Holy Spirit.
1: And so I don't know. That's been a real aha for me. Yeah. It's kind of like that epitaph thing yes. of like, go through a cemetery, you get the one, yes. what, do you, what would you say? And I think
0: that was part of one of my, I don't know if it was a practical application or something that I, I asked, what what would be on your tombstone? Yeah. If you were to die today, what would it say? Would it say she was fruitful? You know, or would it say she was outspoken? Would it say she was always on a cause, always on a mission? Would it say she didn't care who she hurt? She never forgave me. Mm-hmm. She was bitter. Mm-hmm. Um. Would it say she, you know, was hard? Right. I, or would it say you know, she loved big, she laughed. What would it say? Right. So that, that. that's been a big, um, just I'm writing a story Yeah. and these, how many of these are there? Nine. Nine. These should be the description of your story. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be about your do. Your who is not your due. Right. The measure of the worth of your life is really not about what you've done. It's about who you were while you were doing it. Exactly. So Yeah. What would be your, what people describe you as? And then the second one was the practice of the pause. Oh yeah. That That has just like come up in my mind over and over and over again. It's just the practice of the pause because you can really use that for every single one of these fruits of the spirit, you know, is what you're doing out of love is what you're doing. Gentle is what you're doing. Kind is what you're doing. Good is what you're doing. Faithful is what you're doing. Patient is what, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. pause before you act pause before you react. And I use this perfect little example. And I was using this with Addie the other day because, um, it, my kids have just flip flopped. What Rylan was as a, as a young child, Addie is as a teenager. And as Addie was as a young child, Rye has become as a teenager. And, um, um, when Rylan was young, I used to have to tell him, you need to count to three or to 10 <laughs> before you react. You need yes. to learn to stop and count because if you'll just count to 10, you'll calm down because he was such a reactor and he would always get into trouble. And so my thing was, was it, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was teaching him the, the principle of pause. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to do that with Addie. I'm like, you know, that, you know that you're this and you know that's not good and nothing good comes of it. So you need to practice the art of pause. And you need to just stop for a minute, take a big breath and then do what you're doing. And so I feel that same way with all of these. I feel like I need to stop for a minute and ask myself, is this the kindest thing that I can do? Right. Is it necessary for me to be ugly? Is it, you know, when is it okay to put your foot, because it is okay to put your foot down sometimes. Sometimes you need to do that, but are you doing it
1: in the right spirit and in the right way? So the art of pause has been really big for me. Oh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I wanted to talk about gentleness because that was one of the weeks that you did. Has there been a time in your life where you feel like an earthly person displayed gentleness to you in a way that just was significant and impactful? It's so hard to think about
0: it, because it's the word gentle. Like, I can tell you that, like, my coach growing up was probably the most impactful person. And I think about all that she put up with me, but she was probably more patient and forgiving. (laughs) forgiving. Um, But man, she, she was so many of those fruits to me. So gentle may not be the word I would have described her for, but that would be lasting impression.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, I would probably say that the most gentle person for me would be Chris. And it's probably just been, I mean, listen, now we've gotten into it. He's not always gentle. So Chris, listen to this. I'm not saying that you're like always a gentle giant because he is a big dude, but he has, he's been the yin to my yang. Yeah. You know, like he's helped me. He's probably helped me with the art of pause
1: Mm -hmm.
0: a lot. Um, He has... He has taught me that there is a way to say things in order to get the best results. He's taught me that there's a time to walk away and that it's not worth it. He's taught me, you know... Um, just even not to set myself up for failure, you know, and just simple little thing that I'll be like, I'm getting up early tomorrow. And he's like, why are you going to even set yourself up for failure?
1: Like, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah. but he's gentle about it. And the fact that he's just saying, you're not a morning person. So yeah. when don't, you don't, don't get up, not, don't try to be a morning person. No, when, when you're not, you he's like, just accept the way you're made. Because if you get up or if you don't get up, then you feel bad about yourself all day long. Cause right. you feel like you were a loser. So it's little things like that, where he's been able to, again, be the gentle giant of my life and help me to have more realistic expectations of myself uh-huh. to accept not doing everything in excellence. Right. Cause I'm a, yeah, I'm a one
1: <laughs> on the Enneagram. Yes. <laughs> and
0: so all expectations are extremely yeah. high. Yeah. Um, because I think that's what it should be. And when I don't reach that, I feel so bad about myself but, mm-hmm. you know, he's able to just bring it that into reality. So yeah. I would, I would, I would have to say
1: that I think the most gentle person I've had has been him. Yeah. I would say the same thing about Greg. I mean, as um, he's a, he's a three, he's mm-hmm. very driven. He's very ambitious. He just, his kryptonite is inefficiency and illogical things. Mm-hmm. And it just, he's, he's able to see things the way they're supposed to be instead of the way they are. Yeah. It frustrates him when no one else can see it that way. Yeah. But with me, he it has never been anything other than kind and gentle. And, um, like one of the best examples, I think, and I don't know if I've shared this before, if I have, forgive me, but I was kind of doing like this group, uh, counseling mm-hmm. stuff for like mm-hmm. an eight week thing. And, um, I went to the first session and he and I met at the coffee shop afterward. And this was just a long time ago, but I I just kind of started crying and was like, I just don't know if I can go through this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just really painful. And I'm kind of tired of talking about it and I'm tired Mm -hmm. of praying about it. And he just grabbed my hand and he was like, well, that's why we're, that's why God brought us together. Mm Because when you're tired of praying about it, I can pray about it (sighs) for you. Uh, And like, it'll still, it'll still get me choked up, but it just like, that presentation and that thought that in that willingness to like, it, 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 it was meek, in the gap, but it wasn't weak. Mm-hmm. And it was just his way of being like, I'm, I'm there to hold you up mm-hmm. when you don't think that you can do it. And, mm-hmm. um, that's the perfect illustration of what our whole marriage has been like and what he's been for me. And what I love about that, and these are
0: men, these are male examples. We're not giving female examples, but there's nothing weak about our husbands. Not at all. They're extremely strong, well-respected men. Who esteem us the way I believe men should. And so the meek is not weak. And here we are talking about men who are, you know, I mean, because Chris is a big guy, so when I say gentle giant, like he truly is just (laughs) this, you know, he's just this gentle guy. Like he's just... Yeah. He's just amazing. So you talked about Greg. There's a picture that I found uh, somebody posted on Facebook today, and I was going to send it to him later, because we were talking <laughs> We were talking yesterday about he and I, like, we're just so logical brained. Uh-huh. And so when things don't make sense, or we see people doing stupid things, we're just like, keep it stupid, stupid, right? Like, we're just, it, and it's, you know, it doesn't make me think any less of those people, but I'm right. just like, that's just stupid. So here's this picture that says, do stupid people ever hit a point in their life where they realize they're stupid?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> or what they're doing is stupid. Like, how many times are we going to do this the same way over and over again
0: before we realize this is stupid? Like, yes. this is not working. That is hilarious. Yeah, so that's
1: just how, yeah, Greg will appreciate <laughs> People <laughs> yes, completely, that completely um, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk about self-control a little bit. One of the practical applications that I had was, um, are there any areas of your life where you feel like maybe you're, you are exhibiting self-control, but perhaps it's misguided? And some of the illustrations I gave were, um, maybe you think you exhibit self-control in your marriage, but you stuff your feelings instead of sharing them Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And Mm -hmm. you think that you're exhibiting self-control, but it's an unhealthy thing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe your self-control is when it comes to food, but really you have a self-loathing or an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. with food that you are disguising as self-control. Um, is there anything that comes to your mind in regards to that?
0: I would say that probably my thing is is that I can I can have extreme self-control with people and not go into a journey of conflict, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm so big about, you know, is the conflict necessary? Um, is anything good going to come out of it? Yeah. Are their ears open to hearing what you have to say? Even if it's just so much as... Um, it could be a really good friend and they've done something to aggravate you and you want to just get it off your chest, but you're afraid of how the other person's going to act, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be some big, crazy kind of confrontation. Right, it's just right. It's something simple. I'm not good at that because I've seen so many people just kind of not respond well and turn around and walk away, right? Because yeah. they can't have hard conversations. Um, but I would say that here's the misguidedness. I probably have an extreme amount of self-control thinking that I'm avoiding confrontation where it's not necessary or even important and that I'm trying to sustain the relationship without it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a piece of my heart where a brick wall has gone up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yep. so I'm having the self-control, but what's going on internally is not a good thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so I'm avoiding the conflict and yet, is creating my own sense of yeah. conflict inside my, right. my myself. I
1: think a good indicator, and I just thought about this now. I think a good indicator would be if when you're in a situation where you feel like you're exhibiting control, are you feeling empowered or weak? Yes. Because if you're feeling impo- like empowered, because the root word means power and strength, mm-hmm. if, if you're feeling that way about it, then it's probably a fruit. But if you're feeling um, weak or like you need to hide mm-hmm. or you need to build that wall, mm-hmm. then that's probably an indicator that it's not. Not truly, self control, right? Um, and it's a coping th- skill. It is a coping mm-hmm. skill because I do the exact same thing with friends, with parenting, sometimes in marriage, mm-hmm. like I just, I don't say immediately what I want to. And sometimes that's because a well-timed word is like a bowl of golden apples. Yes. But other times it's because I just don't want to deal with a conversation that's yeah. going to come with it. Or, um, I just, you know, you, you just convince yourself it's mm-hmm. not worth it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's those conversations in your head and how they leave you feeling afterward. Mm-hmm. I think will just be a good guidance to really is good. This self-control or like is this that. just coping? I like that self-defense. Mm-hmm. Is it self-control or self-defense? Yes. yes. A quiet I mean, self-preservation. Self yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we are already almost toward the end of our time. That's crazy. I cannot believe how, I mean, not that we need to stick within this, but is there, you know, we've gone through five months of mm-hmm. fruits of the spirit. We're going to take the summer off. We kind of have some ideas about what we might want to do in the fall. Yeah. But is everyone that's listening knows like we just remain really prayerful about mm-hmm. that. We are open to suggestions. Yes. So if there's something that you kind of feel is pressing that you would love to see us tackle, we would love to hear from you. Please. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just mm-hmm. be still be free. We're all of those places. Mm-hmm. You can email us, Monica at Be Still Be Free, Sarah at Be Still mm-hmm. Be Free. Um, but you know, we just are, our goal in everything we do, um trying to think of a way to say this delicately. There's a lot out there in Christian culture that is opinion driven. Yeah. And our goal is always to point back to truth and to the word and to Christ. So, um, there's probably a lot of topics that we don't touch on Mm -hmm. and people may wonder why we don't. Um, but we are not here to let you know what we feel about cold, about things. We want to point back to truth. And so regardless of what's happening in the world, what does the Bible say about being fruitful regardless of all of this other stuff? So that's just, that's just who we are. That's who we've always been. Um, I don't know. I just felt impressed to reiterate that. Like we're just all about bringing you back to Jesus. Yeah. Not to, um, anything new agey not mm-hmm. to anything mm-hmm. you know quote unquote cool or hip mm-hmm. in the moment but jesus is the only one that can set us all free that's jesus right is the only one that can um give us eternal life and so this that's what we're about he's our common ground even if our non-essentials aren't yeah and that's what the rest of it is mm-hmm. non-essentials. non-essentials we're just
0: about focusing on the essentials because yeah. you get the essentials right the non-essentials won't be as big of a deal yeah and when there are non-essentials you can act in the fruits of the holy spirit with the people around you that you're in those that non-essential zone.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, if you have found this series helpful, We would love it for you to share it with your friends. Give us some reviews, ratings on iTunes so we can have others find us easy. Yes. And we love you dearly. You will probably hear from us uh, throughout the summer on our social media platforms. So make sure you find us there. And we will be back in the fall with we don't know what yet, but it will be a fun surprise. But we do have some fun things we think are coming. We have some other fun things. Exciting things. Um, Some other branches on this beautiful tree. tree. Yes. um, We're growing, we're branching out. we are (laughs) literally so do follow us so you can kind of keep abreast of all of the things that are going to be coming your way in addition to what we're doing right now so we love you guys have a fantastic summer and we will talk to you soon bye